Two movies into our one movie leaves as we watch two Kung Fu Killers. One starring David Carradine from the Fox Network. And by Fox, I mean the Spike Network. The other one starring Donnie Yen. On today is there can be only one podcast. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One Podcast where we watch two movies with the same title that have nothing to do with each other and determine if one, two, or both, or three, who cares? Who's going to be the ones that are going to be getting the name change? Well, it'll be up to me and my co-host... Herman Omega Prime Davis. Ah, this is going to finish up the Donnie Yen duology that we have going on here. (laughs) Until we find some more Donnie Yen stuff. Dude is uh, killing it right now. He can make as many films as he wants to because I am on board. And uh, this one uh, had more... I guess it was tougher to to say that these films weren't going to have something related to each other because... You, you, you call something Kung Fu Killer, it's not like we're walking into a drama or some sort of historical thing about Gandhi. Do you, you know? think you're going to have some killing involved? No, it's just, I mean, they're both going to be about uh, essentially the same subject matter, even if they're not the same thing. You know, it'll, be, it, it'll have something related to each other. Do you have microphone two on, or do you have microphone three on? Because I keep turning this one, and yeah, it's okay. not changing your levels at all. It's not. I'm low. No. Coming in low again. A little bit. Oh, come on, man. We just went through this. <laughs> Let's see. You want you want to go over there and see? How's this? Oh Jesus Christ! That is it's worse. No, it's it, like I'm definitely picking you up now. Oh, now you pick. Oh, yeah. Man, man. All the time I was talking, and he just picking up on the wrong mic or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah, I don't know. It happens. So the first movie we're watching, it's from the Spike Network. They actually made two of these things, starring David Carradine, Daryl Hannah, and a cast of other people. Mm-hmm. And it takes place uh, in an indiscriminate time period, somewhere between World War One and World War Two. Yes. Uh, well, we're, well, let's just go ahead and play the trailer since we've seen both of these movies. <sighs> trailer. What is your name, Boylo? I am White Crane. Must you go and seek revenge? Must be done. You do not die easily. Not yet. You kill me. There'll be another one just like me. And I'll kill them too. David Carradine and Daryl Hannah star in the world premiere of Kung Fu Killer. Sunday, August 17th at 10, only on Spike. And we're back, everybody. Yes, I gave I, I gave Herman the finger. Yes. Basically saying, hey, man, it's your turn. <laughs> Not the first time he gave it to me. You just come on up, step on up to this mic and tell everybody what needs to be said. Because uh, that's what I do. David Carradine was a hot property right after kill bill even though he was really only in the second movie he used whatever leverage he got from being somebody that quentin tarantino admired as a youth to try to uh, shoehorn his way into high society again and that lasted about three years because this came out in 2007 yeah and it is off the spike network and there are two versions like there's there's one and there's two we only saw the first one and this one features his talents of kind of standing there and taking a bit of a punishment, but not really, you know. Uh, just like, a, all right, you're going to definitely Steven Seagal me into these things. Yeah, that's bad. I said he was a better version of Steven Seagal in these movies. Yes. Like he, basically, he's what Steven Seagal wants to actually do. He pulled it off. 
Well, Steven Seagal doesn't even want to uh, leave a room. <laughs> the way they had uh, uh, David Carradine in this, he was going to different places. I think Steven Seagal would have been fine if you if you just kind of hooked him up to a forklift and just kind of put him into a bed, and then occasionally comes out to fight other things. That's basically what he was doing. Uh, da- uh, David Carradine at least was on board with going and doing other things because we've seen plenty. At least I've seen plenty of Red Letter Media's of uh, films that he did like in the '80s where he was kind of shoehorned into the plot because they got him into something. And he was just kind of like a secondary character, although he was the front box of everything that he was in. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of wrote him into the story and gave him a few lines and let him do whatever he wanted. Do you know? I mean, this is just kind of bringing up another person that, that uh, I, I wouldn't say like had the, the same success, but Eric Roberts was in like 74 films last year. Yeah, um, I've been listening to um, he was on Corolla. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised by that. I mean, that dude just don't stop working. I mean, well, he gets he gets money. That's that's why he can do that. Is he's he's getting the money to be able to do whatever the hell he feels like. So you know, that's gotta be. You think he gotta do that because you know his sister be like in one or maybe two films a year in pocket. Yes, that's exactly what and he's he thinking. There at Thanksgiving, like, so Eric, what have you been doing with your you life? You think they they have Thanksgiving? They don't have anything. They they have not seen each other in years. He's, they all oh, they have strands you, like that. Okay. Yeah, no, they're, they're just not. They have their own lives. They siblings. You know, siblings just do that, you know? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> you don't have to see them anymore, especially when you're that rich. You just, they're off doing their own thing, I man. Wish I was that rich. I still got to see my sisters every now and then. It was funny reading the uh, what, what his requirements are for movies. He, uh, he doesn't want to get killed for movies anymore because he wants to be in the sequels. Okay. Uh, he gets paid, I think, $50,000 a day, whatever you got him doing. And he does not read the scripts ahead of time. The best thing that you can do is to hold up his lines on a cue card so he can read them as as, as he needs to have them delivered. So they are really just paying him because of his name. Yes. That, and essentially that's, that's the kind of life that David Carradine was looking for as well. But this one, he was gung-ho. He was in this film. He was all a part of it. Daryl Hannah played more of the Eric Roberts character in this. She was not in this very much at all. I was I was mesmerized by her. Um, Look like she had some bad plastic surgery. Cause like one side of her face was all right, then the other side was kind of puffy and no, she's just she's just getting older, man. Don't 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 be hating she on that shit. She wasn't that old on this film. She was like like forty nine or fifty years old. When this but film I'm just saying, like, look, they're expecting her to be the love interest in this thing, so uh-huh. they they. They dolled her up and tried to, you know, like do whatever. I don't think it was bad plastic surgery. It's just bad lighting. That's all it is. Okay, I give you that because it was done for Spike TV, and I did. Right. This this this, this feel like it was kind of like a, a shot badly. <laughs> you know, it just it just looked like it was just shot. You're badly. trying to say something nice about this? Yes, I was. I was trying to be nice, but all right. You know, so uh, let's let's go down the storyline. So you have uh, David Carradine. He is called the White Crane in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, he is living it up in a a Shaolin temple, being as awesome as he always is. They have him uh, uh, breaking bricks and not destroying a tomato. He's basically doing an infomercial for a blade that is his hands in this case, where you can destroy things uh, without breaking the skin of a passion, like a rare fruit that they have over there. So he's being all awesome, and then all of a sudden, you have these guys come in. And just obliterate the entire uh, uh, temple. I, I forgot what they were called, but they were, it was... Hudang. Hudang, yeah, okay. 
Everybody except for this one kid who uh, his name is Lang, right? Uh, Lame. Lang. L-A-N-G? No, I'm just calling him Lame. No, it's Lang. I'm just saying his. Uh, you can say whatever dumb shit you want yeah. to. I'm just trying to get the name correct okay. at this point. Doesn't matter. They don't. They're they're not going to know anything out of context on this, Herman. I'm just trying to say Lang was his name. He doesn't want to kill anybody. Like during the entire raid, he he made sure not to kill anybody on this uh, because he feels wrong doing something like that, going completely against type and uh, against the the title that we've got so far. <laughs> So it, you find out that David Carradine, or White Crane, is being uh, his his entire group is being destroyed by a guy named Khan, and this dude is like a total badass for everything. He he's making villages make his own heroin, and then he takes that money and then he funnels it into a system that convinces a guy to make a gas to kill like half the population of of China or other other people. He basically wants to create these killer weapons. And what's funny about this whole thing, I don't know how much you know about like history around the time uh, of China. Like when World War II hit, mm-hmm. they were conquered by Japan. Yeah, yeah. So if if his plan actually went through, he might have stopped the Japanese from conquering China and therefore getting rid of one of the Axis powers, maybe even eliminating us from the war because Japan may not have even bothered going after us. And we had no at the time we weren't going to war with uh, Germany. We the only reason we entered the war is because of Japan. Now, if China actually defeated Japan, we might not have been in the war, and Hitler may have actually conquered everything. So, uh, you could look at it at a couple of ways. Um, we we would have just been the neutral country, and millions of people like Americans would have lived. But then all of Europe would have been conquered by by. Um, by by Germany. So what what's the trade off here? Do you think that was a fair enough trade trade off? What David Carradine did without yeah. really knowing what he did? Yeah, because I don't think Hitler would have stopped. I mean, he would eventually turned his eyes to America. You think so? Yeah, I mean, just Japan just jumped the gun. They should just waited. They wanted Hawaii so badly. Like, right? If they would have just waited to after they conquered uh, Great Britain, maybe they covered this in Kung Fu Killer too. We didn't see that one yet, no. so they. They may have like said like, "Oh man, we're about to get imprisoned by the Japanese. I better better like start kicking ass for the uh, the Allied forces." And so David Carradine goes on the front line and he's like doing all sorts of karate stuff, sort of like that Wonder Woman scene, even though that was World War One. You know, like you just see David Carradine going across no man's land, just like beating the crap out of everybody. Yeah. You think that's what happens in Kung Fu Killer too? Yeah, the sequel. Yes, <laughs> I didn't realize though. Talking about history, though, I didn't realize that Britain actually had. Um was in China for more than 100 years. I didn't know they was in China. Yeah, Hong Kong specifically. Hong, they they yeah. owned it, yeah. Yeah, and the lease expired in 97. So yes. I was like, wow. I, I, thought, I thought it just happened for like, you know, I thought China went to war with them and something happened, like a peace treaty or something. <laughs> but I thought that happened like, in the, you know, the, I thought that happened in World War One. So, you know, I'm not really a big a student of World War One. Okay. I know a lot more about World War Two. So, Fair enough. You know. So, uh, White Crane has decided that he is now going to seek revenge. Uh, the only other person alive is Lang, and he basically says, Hey, Lang, hang out here. I've got everything covered. And Lang's like, You got it, boss. And so, uh, White Crane goes into Shanghai. That, yeah. I almost said Shangri La. I was like, Shanghai. That's okay. exactly where he goes. Yeah. And it is all the 30s everywhere. So, it, it, of course, gotcha. David Carradine's got. David Carradine's got to fit in, so he's wearing like a pinstripe suit, and he's got his hair braided back, <laughs> just like you would do in the 30s. 
And he goes into a club, and lo and behold, here's Daryl Hannah right there, singing her heart out and making all the guys swoon. You find out she's there because her brother was kidnapped by uh, Khan, the same person he's after. And, she, and he's being uh, forced to make gas that's going to be uh, utilized on a lot of people. So they decide to pull their forces together and stop Khan from doing all this stuff. And in the meantime, Lang just kind of hangs out with the, this one woman. I think her name's Wei. And they uh, don't do much other than, like, uh, we'll have sex. You know, it's like, hey, we're here. sort of thing. But she's leading the revolution to stop this. And there's a point where... Uh, the heroin dealers come in to try to take the, the stuff and start abusing Wei, so Lang didn't want any part of it. But more importantly, Wei shoots, I think Wei's family shoots them all with arrows, and then they send it back with the pony, still, like, they're attached to the pony <laughs> as it's being drawn. Yeah, like, the horse knew how to get back to Shanghai. Yeah, right? might as well. I mean, it's like crows. You know, like, how they always have crows as, like, the delivery method in Game yeah. of Thrones? Mm-hmm. And they always seem to, like, there's none of the... Like, no plot device where they just forgot where to go, you know? <laughs> Ray- Ravens. Eh, same deal. I know. I just don't want nobody, none, our, you know, thousands and millions of internet listeners to um, say, it's Ravens, not Crows, because I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Wow. So it's Ravens. Ravens <laughs> that, that were that were driving the pack back to the heroin dealer. That's a, <laughs> that, I remembered it now. So, let's, yeah, well, that's exactly how it happens. Okay. Uh, eventually, what this leads to is David Carradine uh, uh, watching them you test out some some materi- uh, military weaponry, chemical gas. Yeah, on the small town, and he's like, ah, not on my watch. And at the same time, the the rebellion forces come out, and then there's like a huge battle that happens between all of them. And you have White Crane get his revenge on Khan uh, before even before like. There was some other stuff that happened to him. But he's like, eh, whatever. I'm David Carradine. They're not going to kill me. And they were right. And Lang decides at that very moment, it is time to kill every and any person on there because they tried to hurt Wei. And Wei's the, like, the light of his life. And you mess with Wei, you mess with Lang! <laughs> and Lang just goes ape shit on everybody else. All the military personnel are now dead. Uh, uh, David Carradine comes out with Khan's head and he looks around and is like, oh shit, I thought I was going to stop everybody by showing them I took his head off and they're like already dead and I, I didn't have to do anything when I was like, here, I got this. Um, well, uh, what was funny is at the very end, uh, David Carradine does a epilogue where he talks about like his actions and what the consequences of these things are. And he says... This is probably not going to be the end of it. I'm going to have to figure out a second chapter of me kung fu killing out everywhere. So he already, like, I guess signed a two-picture deal with Spike. And no matter what happened on the first picture, they were going to make the second one anyway. So I, he he knew the consequences of doing these things. Yeah. I mean, well, I think Spike left it open because at that time, Spike was uh, was kind of like the was kind of like Netflix is now. Just had a lot of money, and they just wanted new content. They had a lot of original shows on Spike. They, I mean, Spike spent a lot of money for WWE at the time. Like uh-huh. they were just trying to get people to come to the uh, to the channel. I think Spike had uh, the Man Show for a little bit, huh? Maybe. Sure, yeah. why not? They didn't yeah. have a new version of it. They just had a syndicated version of it. Yeah. Okay. So they were trying to get of it, but this movie this had me. This movie, this movie was boring. Yeah, a, a I, lot of it was very boring because it seemed like David Carradine, even though being the older of the two uh, kung fu forces, 
insisted on being uh, the main fighter. There's a point where one of the guys in Shanghai decides that uh, that we're going to use David Carradine as our money horse in in a some underground fighting ring. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's how he eventually fights one of Khan's guys, the one that actually shoots him with the arrow. And it doesn't hurt David at all. In fact, it gets to a point where he is just like, oh, he slowly bent into me. I'm just going to crack him over my, my, my knee, and that's it. And he's like, bring on the next person. They didn't even like, do another day. This guy was just cage fighting the same way Macho Man was in Spider-Man, where it's like, just bring on the next person. And that's just how he worked it until he finally got caught the eye of Khan. While he was doing this, so Bonesaw yeah. is ready. I just had to do a Macho Man impersonation, I guess. Um, this was just a ripoff of Kung Fu Conda. I mean, Kane Crane. They couldn't be more imaginative with his last name. His name, his full name was White Crane. It's not like his first name was White, and his second, his last name was Crane. Yeah, okay. they didn't, they didn't do it like that. Yeah, and it was the name that his master gave him. It was, you know, because he's white, and he looked kind of, I guess, frail. And he's like, oh, there's a crane. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, you call somebody white crane, give everybody else boring names other than, like, the bad guys called Khan. Like, oh, oh, we know exactly where we're going with this. you got to name your movie after this dude. Why are you leaving him in the, in the uh, uh, you know, like just not knowing about this sort of thing, in the dark? In the dark? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the person. He's your, he's your face. He's the one that you want to put up. And now, it, it could be easily just like uh, Shanghai Crane, something to that degree. I was thinking Shanghai Blues for some reason. But that means nothing. I know. <laughs> that, that's about? not. He's not like moping around in, in various clubs and playing uh, the piano, yeah, trying like, to find his people. Sort you of have thing. heard of the Wu-Tang Clan, right? Who are they? I'm Herman, saying, please. Have you, heard please. Of, have you heard of the what? RZA? The Jizza, White, the Method Man. White, explain this to me. Who, who <laughs> the this? ODB. Who the uh, the Wu Tang Clan? The Inspector is. Deck. So I was thinking like the Wu Dang Clan, you know. But yeah, for two guys. <laughs> so there was there was more people in the gang in Wu Tang Clan than there were in this gang that was on on the TV. Wu Dang so. Killers. They no, you don't want to. You don't want to have two people. One all uh, being against killing, and the mm-hmm. other person. Uh, just like killing if they get within a radius, like he's not doing anything, or if they do a long shot, they can have like a stunt double that does something. But that's about it. Yeah. It needs to focus since they made all the action on one character in this movie. It needs to be based off of him, and he is not the kung fu killer. Khan was the kung fu killer. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy. You don't name your movie after the bad guy. You name it after the good guy. So if you want to do something stupid with his name, you have Crane. So you just like figure stuff up with Crane or Rain yeah. in the same way. So Crane Foo, the legend continues. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do you, that. That'd be perfectly fine. <laughs> the legend continues? Question mark. You know, at the end, that's all they could have done. Yeah. And it's like uh, you know, cloudy with a chance of Crane. That 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 could have easily been it. Yeah, uh, that would have totally got me. It's like, oh, you made a stupid uh, brain pun on this. Yeah, I'll take the that. Raptor Crane. Yeah, that that's that's what you have here. You have uh, if you don't want to throw White Crane in there, that's fine. But Crane is his name. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, totally. I, they could have totally done something like that, but they didn't. 
So what name you think this movie should come? I mean, well, you want to get to the second movie or you want to rename this movie now? Because we, <laughs> we, we will <laughs> talk about the second movie because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the second yeah. movie. This might be my favorite Donnie Yen film so far, uh, mainly because all of his other stuff that they, that's made it over here has been pretty good. I think Ip Man is good, but I think this might be better than Ip Man. Mm-hmm. And it is available on Netflix, and I highly suggest you checking it out before we spoil everything starting right now. And we're back, everybody. There we go. We even need a cue this time. Herman, Herman feels like he needs to say something because I don't give him a word in edgewise. <laughs> yes, yes. I think the and ratio is like 90 to 10. <laughs> I just can't stop talking. I'm a chatterbox. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Yen is a dude that is totally into kung fu. Like this man, morning, noon, night, he loves that stuff. To a point where he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start challenging other people into kung fu fighting. And I'll, oops, accidentally kill somebody. And he feels really bad about it. To a point where he decides to go to jail without even skipping. You know, he skips go, goes directly to jail. They sentence him to five years. Three years later of the five years. Send him to UPS jail. They, it, everybody's in like brown clothing with shorts, and so that that's why the the UPS jail's thrown in there. So three years later, uh, he sees on the TV that one of uh, these martial arts experts that he he is considered in the same class has died, and he says, "I need to see the inspector immediately." And the uh, guards like, "No, you have to go through the normal protocol of us wasting your time in order to call somebody." He's like, "Oh." You want to see what I'll do? And he just immediately starts kicking the ass of everybody in the yard. Wait, stop right there. Now, isn't that kind of far-fetched? Because if a prisoner asks to talk to a cop and have information about the case, don't they like automatically be like, okay, we're going to call this cop up right now so you can talk to this cop? A lot of, a lot of I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but a lot of prisoners are full of bullshit. So, oh, no. Damn. <laughs> So they, it's like they'd be lying. Yeah, they they, okay. they don't have anything. They, there's not like a lot of Hannibal Lecters just sitting around having uh, information for various cases that they could uh, they can uh, help them with. I don't know. This is weird. That they treat they treat prisoners like criminals. That is weird. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> Eventually, they they catch the eye of the uh, the person, the head investigator of this thing, and she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna let you out." We're going to play 48 Hours. I'm Nick Nolte. You're Eddie Murphy. And this is going to be what, what, what goes on. He's like, yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, they go immediately to who he thinks is going to be the next person that's going to be killed. He's already dead. So I think we're up to three now. Yeah, because she wasn't sure about him at first. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, oh, well, of course, this guy. He sees, uh, Dunian sees the, uh, the person that's going around killing people. And he's like, I'm going to get him. And they're like, oh, no, you can't. You have to be under our watch. And then, like, for a good 30 minutes, he is away from all sort of uh, contact with the police. He has managed to uh, evade them just by jumping from rooftop to rooftop uh, and is now on his own hunt to find this guy. The only thing that I have a problem with this movie is uh, it takes him a while to figure out who it is, even though uh, through flashbacks we find out he already knows who this is. Isn't that weird? Maybe he just didn't know where he lived. That's what it was. He didn't know where he where he lived, and he didn't know his real name because the guy was going under alias. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that that's fine then. Uh, so this movie eventually turns into seven more than anything. It, I mean, it's a mix of forty eight hours and seven because yeah. 
there's there's certain people that he is trying to kill in order to prove that he is like the ultimate kung fu master. You find out that the dude that's going around doing the killing is a uh, person with a handicap. He has like one Frankenstein leg where he's got like about five inch lifts on it, so he kind of walks with a limp. But that, just like in every other movie trope, if you have a disability, that disability turns into an advantage. So because he has had to build up his leg to uh, fit, you know, for normal fighting style, he has now become even better because he's concentrated more mm-hmm. on fighting, making his other leg that much more powerful. So that, uh, that they basically try to make it, oh, he's like Daredevil with one leg is what he is. Yeah. The other leg is blind, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like that wrestler who won the, um, the state, not state, but the national championships didn't have uh, no legs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, so they couldn't. And that wrestler that. was the honky tonk man. <laughs> he, he got into professional wrestling. Uh, it was. You couldn't tell with the angles that he was. Whenever he played the guitar, you just didn't see his legs. So, it's so true, man. Look it up. He totally didn't have legs. We're gonna start that rumor. Honky oh, it's tonk, true. It's true. Yeah, honky tonk man did not have legs. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you uh, Donnie Yen, uh, like they were able to corner this guy because they found out uh, he's been staying in a different place uh, but his skills of getting away are way too good uh, gets to a point where he goes after Donnie Yen's girlfriend uh, the, the other person at this academy and uh, wounds her pretty bad and they get into a fight and he, in the process of fighting uh, he, he knocks over the vase that had the ashes of his dead wife like this was the catalyst that started this guy from going around killing people is you find out him and his wife were inseparable. His wife got cancer. He couldn't handle it. He kills her mm-hmm. <laughs> and and decides, well, if I'm going to kill her, I might as well kill everybody else uh, that is really good at, uh, at at some form of kung fu. That, that was my only problem with this movie was they kind of never really give us a reason why this guy was so obsessed with that. I know you, you know, that's basically the reason they gave us what you just tried to explain, but it didn't make no sense to me. That's that's what I'm trying to they're, say. They're trying to say that you, in order to be the best, you do not have to defeat the person that is considered the best by killing them. You can just beat them in a hand-to-hand match. Maybe he feels like if you beat them and then they get better, then they'll beat him back. Like like you know, like what happens with boxing, where you have one title fight, then they go ahead and do another title fight. Oh. If he feels like they're dead, then they can't come back and fight. Oh, him. so that's why he kept on saying martial arts is meant for killing. That's why yeah, maybe. I guess so. Again. If he if he uh, if he read the martial uh, the kung fu Bible and the Bible's basically saying in order to win you have to defeat your opponent to the point where they are dead. And no, he's like, "Aha! I got this." Instead of just like crippling them or well, something. The only other martial arts I knew that was invented for killing is uh, kickboxing, like Thai Thai kickboxing. When they, when they came up with that, that was just that was meant to to kill the guy. All the moves and right. It's like could cause severe damage. That's why that's like very, very damn dangerous. You know? <laughs> it could be. Yeah, they look like they're uh, they're doing a bunch of stuff to everybody. Where look, yeah, I I think the only videos I ever see of, of uh, kickboxing is like when when somebody accidentally throws out their shoulder. Like when mm-hmm. their their kick is so powerful, it causes like a whiplash in their whole body, mm-hmm. and the guy's just gotten limp on one side. They they even show ones where the guy comes over and he fixes the shoulder immediately, and you're like. That's probably not fixed. They probably no. should stop the match. Like it's done. Because nah. yeah, I mean, if you if you can pop something in back that easily, like you lose whatever uh, traction you had originally, and it's just gonna pop in and out. 
uh, just as easily as it was before. Maybe even easier. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that is our review of Kickboxer, starring uh, 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 Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yes. Was that it? Yeah. But needs to say, if I ever, I, I mean, I hope I never get into another fight again because I think I'm too old for that shit. But if what I, was your last fight, Herman? High school. Okay. Yeah. So twenty one years ago. Okay. So um, basically, if I ever seen nobody get into a Muay Thai stance, I'm automatically going to, going to the ground. I'm like, bro, you won. I'm uh-huh. done. I mean, I'm moving out of the state of Louisiana. You're not. You're not gonna pull that uh, the hidden weapon that you've had on you this entire time. <laughs> hey, that sh- that, this, that huge that. bamboo stick that you've been that that's in your back <laughs> pocket that you can just like unfurl at any moment. Yes, I, I I wish more uh, carnival thing things that you bought at carnivals would actually turn into weapons. Remember that weird lollipop stick looking thing that you could flip at somebody and then flip it back. It never lasted longer than like uh um, like a a time you were oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like you, you you eventually it lost whatever it had going for it. But man, was that fun where you could just flip it and mm-hmm. it flips back at at somebody. Oh man, those were great. That's my preferred weapon because I got nothing else. My last fight was in middle school, and I got angry at a kid for breaking a ceramic button that my mom made for Halloween. He threw it back to me, and me being me, I dropped it, mm-hmm. and I got so angry at him, I started like punching him. That was the fight. Where it's like you know, ah, that sort of thing. So, so you, so you broke it. You dropped it. Yeah, it's all my fault, yes. and I blamed it on this guy <laughs> because I have such poor skills of trying to catch these things. Mm-hmm. So um, eventually it gets to a point where Donnie ends like, well, i got to fight this dude on his own terms, and he knows that there's one last guy he has yet to kill. So he pretends to be him by uh, driving a truck because he knows this dude drives a truck, and he comes up to him, and then the ultimate battle fight where it's that street fighter level where there are tons of cars going around at the same time. And this actually topped the one that we saw the other time for Flashpoint. Like, the easily topped it because it just kept going and going and going. It really felt like they put a lot of effort into this. If you ever watch the credits for this movie, they spend a lot of time thanking everyone that's involved. And there's a lot of names that are very familiar with old uh, 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 old school kung fu movies yeah, and, and i think there's a there's a ton of respect on every every level on this because donnie yen felt like he needed to do this right and the way you do it right is by going back finding the people that knew how to do it and then just creating an, uh, an awesome fight scene which is what they did so yeah. yeah he gave most of these guys like had small roles in this if you watch this movie and you're a fan of kung fu films and you watched it like me in the 90s Watch all those old Jackie Chan, Bruce Lai, Bruce Lee movies. You're gonna recognize some of these faces because he that's 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 the ultimate respect. And uh man, I tell you, I, Hong Kong, China, they don't need us American audience to to up them and stuff, but still I give them big ups because they do it right. When you look at the top grossing films from like whatever years, like especially last year, you can see in the top fifty movies that uh worldwide are making it with even like 97, 98% worldwide gross as opposed to what they make in the United States. What's funny is Resident Evil, the last Resident Evil that, that was out there, yeah. 91% of its money came from overseas. Because mm-hmm. nobody watches that stuff over here. And it was, yeah, But that's funny then because people say it was a flop. And I was like, no, it's not. But, you know, 
it was a flop here, but if they wanted to, they'd totally make another one. But I think they're done. Like, I think that was the appeal of this one is, like, we are done with making these. Paul W.S. Anderson doesn't want to make them anymore. And and uh, uh, I always want to say Femke Jansen, but that's not her name. Um, oh, now you got me. I knew her name, too. Now you Lilu. got me. It's whoever Lilu is, and I'm blanking on her name right now. Yeah, whatever. But um... <laughs> it's not whatever. I just don't remember it, man. This is sad. I always forget her name because yeah. I always want to call her Femke Jansen, and it's that's, it's not right. They usually me that usually forget the names yeah. and stuff. I want to say now you got me thinking about Claire Danes for some reason. No, no. I know, I know. But uh, you, why are you thinking about was it, that? Was it Leon the Professional and Juliet that we were that we were watching the other day? Leon Professional and Juliet. Yes, that was it. By the way, no, it's the girl that's from. Um, you know who I get Ultraviolet? Was she in Ultraviolet? Yeah, she's too? in. She's in Ultraviolet. Yes. Yeah. So she do a lot of karate. Yeah, she does. Well, well, she's got. Uh, you know, she just hooked on to a director each mm-hmm. each time she did something, and and that's I think Ultraviolet was also a Paul W S Anderson movie, so that's why why she's in that. She's not in the one with the um, vampires and the lichens. That's not Paul W S Anderson, okay. but no, that's uh, Underworld is what you're thinking of, yeah. which is a movie we can do on this podcast if you are interested in doing that movie, yeah, which I am not interested in doing that movie. I'm more interested in doing the. <laughs> The, uh, the other ones that we were looking at today, Endgame. But while you're um, still thinking about their name, my girls, I brought them Resident Evil 4 because they have a co-op uh, gameplay in it. Mm-hmm. And they play it. They finished the game, and they still are playing the game. So I think they say they're not going to be another Resident Evil, but if it's still making money and they still have a popularity um, rating, it, they will make another movie. They will find a way because... Speaking of Underworld, Underworld's supposed to be a one-shot movie. They wound up making a trilogy out of it. More than that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they made a prequel also, yeah. <laughs> there's there's so much more, man. They just did not stop. <laughs> they can't stop. Why, why, why would you stop? No. No. So, anyway, so uh, the final fight scene... Uh, he doesn't. He he finishes him, but he doesn't kill him. The 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 police officer that he's been working with this whole time eventually shoots him, and then uh, they go back to the. Um, he goes back to jail, all nice like. Yes. Because because this is in China, in China we got to make it, it. It's very much like the way that they used to do uh, noir films. Like if you had uh, people with questionable character. They had to eventually have their comeuppance. That was the that's the whole point of of doing a movie like that. Mm-hmm. They, it, it, their law, uh, the laws that are currently in China were the ones that we had whenever we first existed. We have to set a good example. So, so as as a person that was uh, avoiding the law, now he's like, all right, I'll go back to jail, and everybody's like, you know what, we'll get you out pretty soon. And and by that they they had a very Zardoz like ending. I don't know if you've seen Zardoz all the way through. But uh, uh, you eventually see Donnie Yen and his girlfriend. They're out, and they get married. They have a kid. The kid grows up, and so does the academy that they are teaching. Like, he becomes the center of this huge academy of, of like, this is the academy of me killing that dude that was going around killing other kung fu guys. Yeah. I, I would definitely send that dude to, like, if I had a kid and I wanted to, like, learn from the best, that guy's the best, so yeah. he's, he's going to yeah. beat anybody. I have nothing to hide about this. Here, how much money do you need? What do you need from us, huh? Do you need to have him beat up one of our other children in order to show like he's worth it? Then totally, we'll do that, man. And that's the funny thing about it, because that's how he wound up in jail, 
because he was trying to prove that he was the best of the, the best of the best and wound up going killing other leaders from other school, killed the guy, wound up in jail, attracted this crazy martial art maniac, uh, killed him, went back to jail, served his time, redemption, that's what they that's what people want to see him redeem himself, come back out of jail and start a family and have a striving business. And he killed the man. Yes. He killed a man just to watch him die. Yes. So he went to Folsom County Prison after that. That sounds like a song. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we found out at the end of the movie that this was originally called Kung Fu Jun- Jungle, which is fine, but I understand why they changed it to Kung Fu Killer for over here because that is a more appropriate title for what this is doing. Mm-hmm. They are all participating in the martial arts known as Kung Fu, and they are totally killing each other in this. So, yes, this... This this actually applies to the title. You know, before, we weren't going to say until we actually talked about this movie, and that's fine, but I am now saying it. God damn it, this movie fits. Like, this fits <laughs> more so than the other one. We'll yeah. come up with another title for the David Carradine movie, but yeah. Donnie Yen, you get to keep this title that was not the original title overseas. Maybe they really love the other kung fu killer in China. We just don't know that. Like they get this, they they've been mourning the Spike Network's uh, cancellation just because of this movie. I mean, don't they have a great respect for David Carradine over there? I don't know. Sure, why not? Mm. Why just because he uh, introduced the world to to this thing? I imagine they don't because he took Bruce Lee's role that yeah. was originally supposed to be a Bruce Lee show, yeah. and uh, instead they went with somebody else. I don't think they would respect the show at all. Okay. That's just a guess. They're they're uh, the the hero, the person that was over there originally, and he he has to go back to China because they don't want him in the in the Americas. That yeah, they're they're not going to respect that show one bit. Okay, okay, I can see that. Maybe uh, they named it Kung Fu Killer over here because they didn't respect David Carradine, like you say, and was like, you know what, David, we we could keep it Kung Fu Jungle, but we're going to name it Kung Fu Killer just to throw your Kung Fu Killer out. And so Robert and Herman could get on this podcast and rename your stupid ass movie. So with that say, Robert. Yeah. Um Cloudy with a chance of crane. That that's mine. I don't I you can say whatever Cloudy you want. Cloudy with a chance of crane. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you can call it whatever else you want, but that's what I uh, that that's the one I came I came up with. The raft of crane. I'm only happy when it cranes or or uh, I'm trying to think of the rain puns. Uh 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 but that that what would you have? What uh, the Raptor Crane. No. 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 Yeah. Or White Crane. That's just simple enough. That that's perfectly fine too. Okay, that's cool. White Craneberry Juice. White Crane. The name. <laughs> the legacy of White Crane. Like that. That could have easily been. Or the you know, like the hero jury. In the same way that they did Ip Man. I mean, this is the name that you threw out. That's going to be the name of this thing. Yeah. Give him a cooler name if you didn't want that. If his name was Kung Fu Killer, then yeah, that would make sense. But his name was not that, so no. You don't get it. Sorry. Yeah, and plus, I, Kung Fu Killer, he was killing people that didn't know Kung Fu. I can understand, like, at least, at least the Donnie Yen movie, at least this was people who was, like, martial artists, like, masters, you know, killing other masters. So, yeah, Kung Fu Killer definitely fit for Donnie Yen movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, just before I sign off, before I, I look online, <laughs> did you figure out what her name was? Yes, I did. I'm just what it, what is it? What is it? Because um, I don't remember. Let's, please, let's see, Robert. It starts with uh, M. 
I, that's why I was saying it started with an M, but I, I couldn't. Uh, Miljovic. There it. you go, bro. Okay. All right. So it only took us like <laughs> 10 minutes to come up with that name. <laughs> so don't write in that it, it, we finally came up with it. Sorry I called you Femke Jansen. Maybe maybe it's just because I liked her more. I don't know. She was Phoenix. Why wouldn't you like her more? So She was uh, Zinnia on the top, one of the few Bond girls I could remember her full name. Besides Pussy Galore, which is the one everybody knows. Can you know, name another uh, Bond girl? That the Christmas? Christmas Jones. Uh, now, now go for a full name here. Not just right. You can't. You just did it because you remember that stupid line that he gives. He's like, I guess Christmas comes more than once a year. Uh, He's high-fiving the whole front row after he says it. Jinx. Jinx. Was that her full name? Yeah, that's all he called her, Jinx. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Yes. You win. Thank you. Here, take the here, take the trophy. You don't have to kill me, James Bond style. Here's your James Bond trophy. What was Catherine Zeta-Jones carried the name? She was not in James Bond. Yes, yeah, she was. No, she was not. She was in the same one with, uh, with, with Christmas Jones. No, she was not. She was not. She is not in that movie. She's in that movie. She is not She's in that movie. She is not in that movie. Herman is wrong. No, so wrong. Herman is right this time. Herman is so, 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 like so, 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 Miguel so, so wrong. <laughs> She is not in that movie. She's not. No way. She, Catherine Zeta-Jones is not in a James Bond movie. Yeah, she is. She is not. Look yeah, it up. Look, I, well, 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 yeah. look it up in your phone. Because I'm not even going to bother looking it up. Type in Catherine Zeta-Jones, James Bond, and see what it pulls up. It's, I ain't got to put I'm just going to put Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh-huh. And, um, Known for The Phantom. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. You know who she married to, huh? Uh, uh, the Phantom, <laughs> the as Phantom. I just said. Yeah, let's see. Uh... Uh, damn, what, what you think our top three movies is? The Phantom, The Phantom, and The Phantom. Intolerable Cruelty, is that it? Um, it better be a Zorro film. Is it not a Zorro yeah, film? Yeah, Maz and Zorro is one of the top threes. Right. Uh, Entrapment is number two. Yeah, that's fine. And um, what did you say the other one? Intolerable Cruelty? No, is that's, that, not that, that's not one of the other ones? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Chicago? Is she known for that? Okay. Yeah, Chicago. She did uh, win an Oscar for that one. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to find this, man. And and guess what? You can't find her in a James Bond movie because she is not in a James Bond movie. Well, who is the woman I'm thinking about? I man? have no idea. I'm telling you, it's it's her. The, the, she, it was The World Is Not Enough, right? Right. That was she the is one. not in The World Is Not Enough. She They, they had another. They had a French actress in there. And uh, sorry, Catherine Zeta-Jones is not French. Touch. You sure she's not French? Nope, not French. Sorry. What Zeta means? Zeta, Zeta means Zeta means nothing. It's just whatever her name is. Who cares? It's a last name. It's a last name that her, I guess her mom had in order for it to be hyphenated. So that that that's why you see it. Okay. And it's what? Yeah. Did you see it? It. Yeah, it was Electric King. Uh huh. Electric King. Of what? Played by Sophie uh-huh. McCulloch. Okay. Yeah. McCulloch. Catherine Zeta knows. She looked no. like her, goddammit. All right, fine. Herman, guess what? You got one thing right, and then your head <laughs> got was... way too big, and you assume that everything's right coming out of Herman's mouth. I flew, I flew too close to the sun, huh? And the only reason you knew Mel Jovich is because you looked it up. I don't have that crutch, Herman. Mm. I leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. I will let other people just yell it into their headphones whenever I don't get anything right. <laughs> All right, so we got nothing else. You want to say anything else, Herman? No, I'm cool right now. Okay, cool. So we have decided Kung Fu Killer, starring David Carradine, is the legend of the White Crane. 
And guess what, Kung Fu Killer, starring Johnny Yen? You're all right with us. Stay positive. For another That Can Be Only One Podcast, my name is Robert Rao. Herman Omega Brown Davis. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Matt, might as well test it out to see if the levels are working. Yeah, they seem to be working fine. Oh, they work all great. Just by myself. I don't have to worry about testing other levels, because he's over there watching some sort of thing on Facebook. Facebook, don't it off. What happened? It was YouTube. I was checking out my YouTube. Okay. You know, I got a bunch of YouTubers like um, the Flop House, Red Leather Media. Um, okay. Enemy Balls, D, you know, all those YouTubers, you know? Yeah, YouTube okay. is the thing to watch nowadays, you know? Sure. I mean, how, do, you, do you ever watch uh, over there TV anymore? Sometimes it depends on what's on. Other than live sporting events, you know. Yeah, yeah. um, Not not as often as I used to, but but it depends. I mean, since I mean, I noticed this thing with me when DVR first came out. I used to record all the shows and even just skip, wait till the season was over with, then binge watch it. Then when Netflix came out, it just made it overdrive. You know, it's like. Okay, I'm not going to actually rush home to watch a show that come on at 7 o'clock when I could just wait, uh-huh. you know, three or four months to catch all the episodes. Is that what you did? Yeah. You didn't want to talk about it with anybody? Is that why? Yeah, basically that's why. Okay. Because everybody had their own different opinion. I, what, 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 <laughs> no, you know what really ended it for me? Was the Game of Thrones phenomenon. Like, um, the series came out yeah. and I started reading the books, of course. And then everybody has so many different opinions about uh, what they thought was going to happen and stuff. And I just got tired of listening to everybody's opinion. Like, I remember one person's opinion was that Tyrion Lannister was uh, was really um, a son of the dragons. Uh huh. Yeah. So he she thought that was uh, Khaleesi was going to marry Tyrion Lannister. Like, you really think that? Oh yes, yes. You know, and I was like, oh, you just basing it because you like the actor playing so much. But yeah. Yeah, sorry, Herman. Your your theories are thrown out of the water because some girl likes the actor. Take that, Herman, and you're you're biased toward actual reasoning. You can't you can't have that. You can't go up against uh, anybody's thought process like that, man. <laughs> yeah. So I basically stopped um, trying to talk to people about TV shows and just enjoy it for what it is. Fiction. Okay. You know, that's all it is. All right, we got enough. Okay. Let's do it!